Welcome, Nexus Church family, to our series we've titled, I Want to Be Like. Now, again, that video is just a, a simple reminder of how impossible it is to be like Michael Jordan and to, as a series, to talk about, be like Jesus. There is so many people in this world who, when they come to faith, they read all of these things in the New Testament of how we should be. We should be loving, we should be caring, we should be peaceful, kind, we should be patient, and all these other fruits of the spirits and all the things Jesus did, we read, and it seems so overwhelming. The reality is, is Jesus did a lot of things that without the Holy Spirit in us, we couldn't do. But in addition, we see some practices that Jesus did throughout his life that have kind of become inexistent in our world today, in our lives as Christians. And so this whole series has been talking about how do we do the practices of Jesus in our world today. Now, we're not covering all of the practices by all means, but we are focusing on the main ones that I think are really crucial. And if you are interested, there are a lot of good books out there that you can type in spiritual disciplines is what they're typically called. And Richard Foster has a good one. John Mark Homer has a whole series about all the different practices that he talks about in his books that you can just type in and Google and you'll find them. But for today, we're going to take a look at the fourth one. This probably is the most unappealing, if you will, out of all of them, if the other ones weren't unappealing enough to you. This one takes the cake, if you will, and that is a fasting or the practice of removing yourself from something you regularly do in order to connect with God. Fasting is something that we see throughout the Bible, and Jesus himself did. But fasting is so contradictory to the culture we live in. We live in what has become a fast food culture. The, the drive through has become one of the most popular things in all of the food industry. In fact, we even see like in our own community how McDonald's be, built a new facility that was more conducive to the drive through and less conducive to people coming in to the restaurant itself. We are constantly eating on the go. Fast food is where it's at. But with fast food comes so many bad things. It affects us, well, physically, but it also affects us with being tired, with having stress, anxiety, sad. These all are a part of this fast food society. We're disconnected. But I believe that fasting can become something that, if implemented, can radically change your life, can radically connect you to God in a way you've never been connected to Him before. Maybe the hardest of all of our practices, but it could be the one that has the most impact in your life if you've never tried it before. So simply put, what is it? Fasting is refraining from something physical to gain something spiritual. In many cases, it's refraining from 
food, but it can be other things as well. It has to be something that you regularly do every day that you can remove from your life so that you can focus on God in those moments. Here's how Richard Foster put it. And again, his his just valuable book on spiritual disciplines. He said, fasting is the voluntary denial, voluntary denial of an otherwise normal function for the sake of intense spiritual activity. There's nothing wrong with these normal functions, he says, but there are times when we must set them aside to concentrate. Fasting helps us see what controls us. Believe it or not, there is a direct connection between your mind, your body, and your spirit. They all interlock. And fasting helps really get you to step away from those physical aspects and to really lock you in to the spiritual, to the connection with God. And throughout the Bible, we see that refraining from food can bring you into a richer, a deeper and a more powerful relationship with God. Jesus gave us a clear description on how to fasten. I want to read to you Matthew 6, 16 through 18, where Jesus commanded his disciples to fast. Listen to this. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received the reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Now in this passage, we see that, that Jesus was messing around here. This was between you and God. This isn't something that we go running around telling people that we're doing. It's not to look super spiritual, right? And so often we think that, that, that fasting is for those people. It's for those who want to get extra credit points or, or for those who, who have nothing else to do in their life. It, it, it's, it, it seems like it, it, it takes so much of us. And so we, we just pass it on to the super spiritual. But Jesus wasn't messing around. This is not just for the devout. It's for all of us. How did Jesus start us off in this passage? He said, when you fast. Not if you fast. When. According to Jesus, fasting is an expectation. It's something that we're, we're to do as followers of Jesus. It's, it's not a reservation for the closest ones in the circle. The pastors, the missionaries, the, the leaders, the evangelists, the, the rock stars. No, this is, this is for all followers. So the question is, why? Why is it? That God calls us to fast. It helps us connect. It opens us up to what he has. When we push away those distractions and we set aside time 
where instead of eating or instead of going on our phones or instead of whatever, watching the TV, whatever it is that, that you find yourself regularly doing that, that consumes your time, instead of doing those things, we set that aside for focusing on God. Is it hard? Absolutely, it's hard. Will your mind for the first few moments tailor off to, oh, I want that cheeseburger, or I want that time with, with my phone, or watching the sporting event, or that movie, or whatever. Oh, you're going you're gonna to be tempted, but after a while, your brain slows down. And that, that, that drug that you're putting into it, whether it's social media, or TV, or food, whatever it is, starts to slow down. Because so often, listen to this, we don't need what we're putting into it. Right? That food that you're craving, your body doesn't necessarily need it in that moment. If you are eating regularly, if you're, if you're spending time keeping yourself healthy a day or two away from food, won't mess you up. There are some things we do. Yes, you need water. You do need rest. Even even a, a night spent praying instead of sleeping isn't going to necessarily kill you. As long as you're sleeping normally, you're getting your seven to eight hours a night on a regular basis. Removing yourself from these distractions help you connect. We don't usually do that in America. We, we have an abundance of everything, and so in order to find joy in life, we continue to give ourselves these cravings instead of giving ourselves God. You see in other parts of the world where they don't have these things, fasting for them is a regular practice in life. It's not something they even have a choice to do, but yet they're still the happiest. Why? Because they know not in. Things are going tough, so I quit food. Things are going tough, so I open up my phone. Things are going tough, and so I turn on the TV and drown out all of that stress, anxiety, loneliness. Nowhere to go. But there's a promise in this passage as well. That when we fast, your Father who sees what's done in secret will reward you openly. There is, there is a reward with fasting. Now again, fasting isn't about making this big deal so everybody can see. And it's not necessarily about getting some kind of special reward, right? See, fasting isn't about getting something from God. Rather, it's, it's about giving ourselves to God. And when we give ourselves to God, we get something in return. No, it might not have a beautiful bow on it, right? It might not have a price tag on it. It, it might be something different, like energy, like peace of mind, like connection with God, or connection with someone else, or that battle that you've been facing, you get a breakthrough for, that healing that you've needed, you, you get a healing for. 
But fasting doesn't make sense and why it gives you certain things. But God in his amazing knowledge will reward you. He will reward you. It's a promise. We might not always see it or connect the dots with it, but we will get a reward. He's promising. It's not forcing God to move on your behalf. It's about God transforming you. In the New Testament, in the Old Testament, rather, we see a story of how God used Daniel to give us a beautiful picture of what fasting looks like. Of, of why we may want to fast. There's tons of examples of why we would fast or when we would fast, right? Like we know that, that, that fasting is an expectation, but when? When do we do it? Right? We know the why. It's an expectation God puts on us and it connects us to him and it removes us from distractions, but but when? When? And so in Daniel chapter 9, verses 1 through 3, we read, As I prayed, I fasted and wore sackcloth, and I sprinkled myself with ashes. So he did this, this glamorous thing, right? All in the confines of his own home. But what was going on? Well, in Jan Daniel chapter 9, leading up to that, we read that, that Daniel was in a dilemma. God had showed up in this, this, this vision to him. And he gave him insight into what was about to happen. See, Israel was going to be in captivity for 70 years. God was showing what was about to happen. And so he was terrified. He was confused. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know what it meant. And so seeing all this pain and all this, this, this thing that was about to happen led him to focus on God. So he put on the sackcloth. He, he put on the ashes. He stopped eating. And he focused. See, when, when he was overwhelmed, it led him to pray. Led him to fast. Fast isn't necessarily about food. It's about focus. It's about a focus. So when things are tough, when things are confusing, when you're having difficulties, when you're having physical ailments, when you're having troubles in the workplace or at school, you can fast. Seek God as your refuge. See, the goal isn't that you gain something. It should be God Himself. It should be God. God, what do you want out of me? Where are you leading me? What what should I do? The fasting directs you. We see again throughout scriptures, different scenarios where God called his people to pray. Throughout the Old Testament, we have numerous examples of when they sinned, right? God called them to pray and fast and return to him so they would remove themselves from food 
or they've removed themselves from anything that would be a distraction, and they focused on God and God alone. There was nothing else they did, but they prayed. They read the Torah in those days. They asked God for forgiveness. They repented. They turned from their sin, and they turned to God. In the New Testament, we see instances where the disciples would go out and they would do these miracles for Jesus, kind of like his little workers that would go out all over. And there are times, one particular time in Matthew 17, 21, where they come back and they couldn't do this, this miracle for this guy. And Jesus came in. He healed them. And they're like, what happened? Why couldn't we do this? And Jesus said, do you need this to be fantastic? This kind can only come up with prayer and fasting. What a mind-blowing experience that was, right? And even Jesus himself, right? He started his whole ministry, his whole public ministry. After he was baptized and came out in the Father and the Holy Spirit filled him, he went out to the desert. And what did he do? Forty days. He fasted and prayed, spending time with God. Fasting and prayer is a normal part of our lives. It should be something that we practice something we practice. So today I wanted to leave you with just some basic thoughts on how you can implement this into your life. You see, I understand, like, we can continue to give you scriptures and examples, and there's plenty of them in the Bible where we see fasting and prayer, and they're always connected, right? It's not about just taking away food and keeping on going on and whatever you want to do, right? Just going, 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 going. No, fasting is a part of your meditation, what we talked about last week. It's a part of it. But fasting in particular is about food because when you feel that physical pain, it causes you to turn to God. When you remove a distraction that is something that you're connected to, it reminds you, this is why I'm doing I need to focus hard on God. It, it gives you that intention. It gives you that drive. And so here are just a few thoughts for you as we close today. Start easy. This is how I started fasting. And this is something that I still practice today every week. It's something, it's not anything that I'm going to brag about or even give you great details, but it's something that I do once a week right before service on Sundays. I don't eat breakfast. I, <laughs> I like my breakfast. So by taking away that, it causes me to, before the service, to really focus. Focus my attention on God. It reminds me when I'm feeling those pains of like, this is a battle that I'm in. This is a spiritual battle. Sunday mornings, are, are there's a war going on in the spiritual realm of those who may come into church for the first time or those who are struggling with something in their personal lives, whether it's relational or emotional or mental or work-related, school-related, whatever it is. There's battles going on in every individual who's walking in that door. And so when I feel that pain, I'm reminded that there is a battle going on. And there are people who need what is going to be brought to them that day. And that it's only through God's spirit that transformations can happen. And so I take every Sunday morning and I spend that in prayer. When I feel that pain, it reminds me that there are, there's a war going on. And I'm praying for that. 
So for you, maybe it is once a week where you just take time away and you, instead of having breakfast with your devotions or whatever, like you're just going to say, I'm going to remove myself from food for the morning. And every time you think about it, all the way up to lunchtime, you're sending that little prayer. We're, we're praying. I need connection with God for this day. Maybe it's just for those moments where, where you know you have a battle going on and you're stressed. You can spend that time praying, asking God for his but maybe you already don't really eat breakfast and you, the moment you wake up, you're heading out the door and you're running, right? So maybe for you, it's going to need to be like, I need to wake up a little bit earlier. And instead of, well, eating breakfast for once, I'm going to spend that time just focusing on God, spending time with him. Maybe you need to walk. Maybe that's something that you need to do and instead of, of sitting there and skipping breakfast you you can't focus you need something to do maybe you just listen to the bible as you go for a walk and again maybe if you skip breakfast and you just can't get to that point where you can focus maybe you just take lunch time instead of having lunch you spend time with god whether taking a walk or finding a quiet place where you can just breathe put your mind off work and focus it on god and for some of you maybe that's not a big thing for you. Maybe you can start taking a, a day where you just, when you, every time you feel those pains of food, you remind you pray. Pray for somebody. Pray for a situation. Pray for yourself. Pray for your family. Get into God's word. Let it soak in your heart. And give you ease. Or maybe, again, you're always on the run and, you need to figure out how do I just stop? And instead of doing things all the time, let God speak to you. And then the last way that I have for you today is I realize that, that there is more than just food that we can remove ourselves from. I think just as powerfully as food speaks to people nowadays, social media or movies, or sporting events, all have a fairly large distraction in people's lives. It's a constant thing that's in their face, even more than food. Because the phone is always dinging, always giving you notifications, always causing you to want to pick it up and turn it on, check. Shut it off. And every time you have that urge, it reminds you, you need to connect just as much as it's distracting as food to many people. So whatever it is for you, that you need to set down and, and be intentional about so that when that, that need comes up and you want to check that phone or that, that feeling comes up and it reminds you, oh, you haven't had food, I'm hungry, it reminds you to go to God in prayer or open up your Bible or listen to a podcast that connects you with God. You're getting closer to Him. You're opening up that door to what miracle is it that you have? I can just think about the disciples in that, that passage. You know, how, how powerful must that have been? God said, if you would have prayed faster, you would have been able to perform this miracle. What door are you just sitting there knocking on and it's not opening? But if you just fasted and prayed, it would open. 
and you'd have your answer or you'd have that breakthrough. I'm not saying that that we go to God for those kinds of things, but but what is it with you and God that's just been sitting there on idle for so many years that God has something more for you that if you just went went that little bit further, that that, that one step deeper with him, got more intentional with him, your, your life would change. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's worth it. And so, Father, I pray for every person listening today that they would, they would take this challenge, God. It's a big challenge. But God, it's a worthwhile challenge. I pray that you would empower them, you would remind them that this message just wouldn't be a one and done and they forget about it. But God, that they would take this seriously and step into what you have for them. God, there's so many promises associated with giving our lives to you. I pray that they would do that today in the name of Jesus. Thanks for joining us today, Nexus Church family. And I'm so excited. Next week is our final week in the series, and I left my favorite one to end, so I hope you can join us then when we see what it means to be like Jesus.